And at the end of the day, if you're not taking care of your soil, your plants aren't going to be taken care of. Global shortages are causing farm input costs to skyrocket. A better way to farm shows you how to take control of inputs and maximize profits so you can farm the way you want. Now, from America's heartland, here's your host. Hey everyone, Tyler here, field agronomist with A Better Way to Farm, where we spend each and every day providing solutions to farmers to grow better crops and to make more money. I hope that you're having a great day. And thank you for tuning in to our podcast. We really appreciate the time that you give us not only here on this platform, but also on our Facebook and TikTok pages. Now, on today's episode, we decided to bring on a client we work with that has also joined the team as a member that helps us on the sales and and on the education side as well. Now, he does have a family farm in Northeast Missouri, and it does kind of have a a heavy concentration in the, the hay and forage side of things. But he does know a lot about row crops. He's got a very successful ag consulting business, and it's really just in the infancy. So let's go ahead and welcome to the show, Mr. Andrew Moore. Andrew, how's everything going today, bud? Going great. Glad to be here with you, Tyler. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm excited to do this. I think when you first started with us, we did a, a little one, didn't we? Or did, were we just talking about this? Is this the first time you've been on or is it the second? Mm-hmm. No, this is my second time. About two years ago, we did a youth and agriculture leadership podcast episode with Kayla. Yep. Yep. And so we had some friends on from the FFA days who talked about what's going on in the ag education world. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I remember that. That was a fantastic episode. And yeah, a lot has changed in the last two years since you jumped on board with us. But For everyone listening now, why don't you catch us all up on a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and what you do? You bet. So like you said, I grew up on a farm in Northeast Missouri and uh, ran uh, quite a few cows, cow-calf operation, backgrounding, and then a, a pretty extensive custom hay operation, grass hay. And so most of my agronomy background was actually in sort of the merging of forage production and cattle production, looking at different grazing systems and uh, how that plays a role. And then um, from a fertility side of things, sort of just the only thing I knew was kind of your standard hay program. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I grew up watching all the neighbors farm big with all the big fancy equipment. (laughs) And I always drooled and said, I want to be involved in that one day. So now I'm getting to maybe not farm on such a large scale as some of the people I grew up sort of idolizing, if you will, (laughs) but uh, I get to help them out. So that's that's really cool. And uh, here recently on our farm, we've also ventured into the cropping side. So there's a lot of excitement going on with that. Yeah. And I want to dive deeper into that here in a little bit, because that to me, It's pretty cool. I know that on one of the trips, you know, I brought up the education side of it. You know, we got to jump in a vehicle together and go out to Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. And I think that's when it was, wasn't it, that we were able to get a hold of your dad. It was one of the pro ag agronomy trainings that we do. Uh, You know, we got to talk about that and, and it's exciting to see some of that progression you know, into, you know, well, I really was kind of the, the hay and forage expert and I was a little, gun shy about row crops. And now you guys are, are jumping in and, and getting your feet wet on the row crop side. Before we go there though, you had a, a kind of an interesting introduction to the Better Way to Farm team. A lot of people that are on the team now 
came through some sort of social media. Most everybody's through Facebook, but now we've got a TikTok page, uh, several TikTok pages. I know you've got one as well that people are starting to come into that. But you were kind of friends of the family. You you weren't a family member uh, and, and you weren't somebody from the outside looking in. You were kind of friends of the family that they kind of landed that there. So what was it about knowing Rod and Karen and Kayla that, that kind of made you say, you know what, I, I want to take a look at this, a better way to farm thing. Yeah, that's a great question. And I am bizarre and different yes, that's in true. a lot of ways. Yeah, <laughs> you know that. Um, <laughs> because I'm one of the few people on the sales and education side of things that I think started with the A Better Way to Farm team just to do that. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people that we work with, I think as so many people you've had on the show that have ventured into this side of the business started off just as clients, people using the products, loving what they're seeing. Neighbors started asking questions. And so they said, hey, why not? Let's venture into this. I really started as a younger guy, just fresh out of high school, um, going into college saying, hey, I think that this might be something I want to do for my career, Mm -hmm. which was a really weird thing for an 18-year-old to say. (laughs) But, um, you know, to answer your question, I knew the family, Rod and Kayla and Karen and their family since I was 16 and been very good friends with them. And all throughout high school, they invested a lot in me. And one thing that was very consistent with the way they operated was, as Rod always said, he may not tell you what you want to hear, but he tells you the truth. Yes. And I found that to be true, not just on the ag side of things, but on the sales and the education side of things. And he was very upfront with me about sort of the hard work that goes into it. The Mm -hmm. long, long night striving home from Scott's bluff, Nebraska, (laughs) those kind of things, but also sort of the fulfillment that they get out of being able to help so many different growers. And that's what excited me. So uh, I think just very consistent family, Mm -hmm. Very, very, very passionate. Everybody loves what they do and they really, really believe in their program and the products that they market. And those kind of things were really attractive to me uh, as someone that had spent his whole life in agriculture. So along those lines with that experience, and and I want to go back to your own farming operation at this point. And granted, you, you know, you're an 18 year old kid. You just graduated high school and, you know, dad's still the one kind of in charge. And, and you're seeing him with his fertility program coming from the local co-op or maybe some other agronomist. And now you get to kind of see the team, you, you know, you, you've spent years with Rod and Karen and Caleb, but you meet Preston and you meet myself and you meet some of the other guys on the team that are doing this system that we have in place that you mentioned. What was it about the A Better Way to Farm team, once you got to know us as it pertains to your, your forage production, what was it that stood out? really, when you look at your past kind of made you feel like, you know what, this is where I need to be not only for my career, but also for our farm, that this is where I need to be. What was that, that that kind of drew you into us as a program? For me personally, my, I grew up thinking along the lines of my dad, everything we do is about soil health. And I always believed that. And I understood how I believe we did grazing of cattle the right way. But when it came to our fertility program for our fertilizer, 
I started learning so many different things that we had no idea about. Yep. Even things if we if we never used uh, a product uh, that a better way to farm markets, if we never did that, and we just used avoided certain commercial fertilizers <laughs> yep. and used certain nutrients, how big of an impact it could have on our soil health. And uh, to me, that was the biggest thing is, is from my perspective is it's, you know, Rod says it's never wrong to do the right thing. Yep. And at the end of the day, if you're not taking care of your soil, your plants aren't going to be taken care of. And so I think from a systems approach, every product, everything we do from the soil test on up is about longevity and it's about uh, sustainability. And it's interesting because we can have this conversation without being quote unquote regenerative. And I'm not against regenerative agriculture, obviously, but there's just so many things, everyday farmers who just want to figure out how to do things a little bit better can implement. And that's really what drew me in. Yep. I love how this has fallen in line because the next thing that I wanted to ask was along those lines. So, so now you knew the people and, and you said, you know what, I think this is what I want to do. So you, you joined the team and now you're starting to build a business. Now that you've been on board for a few years and, and you're building a successful business, what is it? And, and I'm going to uh, not so much throw your dad under the bus, but, uh, but I'm going to mention him as well. But, but what is it now that you're kind of educating yourself on this system that we have, and how it relates to soil health and, and watching that and making sure, you know, whether it's uh, a limiting nutrient or something like that, how has it been trying to give advice or, or how have you seen some of the older generation try to receive advice from a young pup like yourself when, when they kind of might be stuck in that mindset of, oh, you know what, I, I just have to put, you know, I want to raise bigger yields. I just put more on or you know what, things are super expensive. So I'm just going to cut back on fertility this year. How has that mindset, how has that shift kind of been now that you've been out here in the trenches with us, so to speak, for the last couple of years? Sure. That's a great question. You know, with my dad, I I do have to give him a little credit. He uh, has received everything really well, but it's one of those things where on social media, on the podcast, we tend to attract people that know that the definition of insanity is to do the same thing over and over and expect a different result. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I have worked with people who I think I I won't say are stubborn. I've worked with some of those, but are slow to implement change. And sometimes Mm -hmm. that's a good thing. But what I've come to understand when working with different growers is just understanding that at the end of the day, you don't know what you don't know. And with dad, (laughs) it was one of those things where he knew a lot about forage production and about what needs to be done, but he didn't know how to translate a lot of that into growing crops, which Mm -hmm. is what we're now venturing into. And so it was really neat to be able to finally get him to one of our fundamentals of agronomy training and to see the light bulbs come on of how we take the soil test. And we, when we take care of what's best for the plant, the plant will take care of the soil and uh, to see those things start to kind of relish and sink in. And so I just think the biggest thing we can do, as long as we're solving problems for people, 
that's a huge part of it. And everybody has a problem that can be solved on their farm. And so when I'm working with different growers is I just want to figure out what their biggest problem is, Yep. be straightforward with them about, you know, how we're going to solve it and uh, then work from there. And that's what I love so much about what I do. Now, along those lines, I'm going to put you back into the client perspective. Mm-hmm. And maybe it is switching things over to some row crop acres, but as a client of ours, what are some of the results you've seen in just the short few years that you've gotten from working with us that you, you really couldn't get there before with your older program that you were using? So it's interesting. This growing season is a big year for our farm because it's the first year we are doing a full liquid system on several of our forage acres. And it's the first year in 30 years that my family is putting in the crop. <laughs> 30 years. That's fantastic, literally, dude. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. So you have, so never, you have never seen row crops on your farm. Never once, not one yeah. time. No. No, That's crazy. and so exactly. And I will tell you just in this year, we got the crops in a little later than we wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, everybody tend did. To be, <laughs> tend to be typical for everyone. Yes. But we got them in. I had to go out of town real quick and dad called me and he said, the beans are up and they look phenomenal. You know, you hate to play that game of comparing to your neighbor. I know no one really does that, you know, right. comparing. Yeah, you're the only one in the country yeah. that compares your crops to the neighbors. <laughs> exactly. But he, he said, comparatively speaking, he was flabbergasted as to how good they were. So just That's the awesome. stand we got and how fast they came up. So now I'm going to flip-flop this. But again, I, I love how this stuff works. You know, when we set this stuff up, it's like, uh, you know what? We got to interview Andrew. He's got a great story. He's doing great things. But literally, you just talked about some of those successes that you're having on your own farm to the point where now you're, you're old man. You guys are feeling more comfortable putting row crops out there, something that, you know, kind of made you uncomfortable before. But now that you're on the sales side and, and you've got some clients that you work with personally, what are, you know, one or two stories that you've got or testimonials from some of your clients that they've, they've gotten to personally experience? What what are some things that you're hearing now from those people? You know, one of the first growers I worked with in Southeast Iowa, he sort of went as full boat as he could his first year, which doesn't happen very often, Right, but he, he wasn't set up for Enfuro, but he did. He planned on doing a lot of foliar feeding. And so he bought product for that. And then He didn't have his own sprayer, which is something Mm -hmm. we talk Mm -hmm. about a lot. So he was reliant on someone else. And long story short, he ended up only getting to do 40 acres of a foliar program on corn. So he called me from the combine and he was very, very mad at me um, (laughs) because he said, quote, you owe me a lot of money. I said, how is that? Because we only did 40 acres. And we didn't do the rest of them. And on a one foliar pass that cost about 20 bucks worth of product, it yielded 268 and the farm average was 249. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So let's just say he's doing that again this year on way more acres. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so that was the first, really one of the first success stories. I had another grower I work with, you know, them in central Missouri. They used one mm. foliar product on wheat. It was unbelievable. And I'm not 
saying everyone will see this, but it was a 15 bushel difference for about $11.41 cost. 15 bushel wheat times, yep. I think it was at the time, six six to $8 wheat. Mm-hmm. It was a really big deal for their farm. And let's just say they bought a lot more of that product. So well, they yeah. Were, and I know the growers you're talking about specifically, and not only did it increase yield, but a lot of the times, not only do you get paid on yield, but on the wheat side, you get paid on percent protein. And I'm pretty right. sure their protein content went up on that stuff that they foliar fed. I think that was higher, wasn't it as well? I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. So where do you see this? Uh, you know, you know, being on the team, not only as a client, but also as, you know, one of our salespeople and, and one of our educators, where do you see this taking you, you know, three, five, 10 years down the road? Right. There's so many things you mentioned earlier, confidence, you yep. use that word a lot. And I will tell you, you know, from a farming side of things for my dad to say, okay, we're going to spend almost 14 grand on a planter (laughs) and we're going to spend another five grand on a sprayer Mm -hmm. and we're going to spend a lot of money getting pumps and tanks and all the things we need to farm for him to be able to do that was a really big deal. The reason is the confidence we had in the better way to farm system because of the training, because chemistry doesn't lie and because we just simply follow the soil test that was a big deal for us and to be able to take that step. So from a farming perspective, you know, I don't want to farm the whole township, but I do want to farm enough acres that I can support a family and that I can do a lot of research to help my guys. And at the end of the day, that's what I want to do is I just want to help more growers. That sounds self-righteous, but it's the truth. And that's really uh, what it's all about for me. So I look forward to spending a many, many years down the road, being on the Better Way to Farm team, helping more growers, helping more uh, young entrepreneurs, and helping more people be able to farm to support their family. Especially growing up in our household, money was an issue. And if you're in farming, it is. But to have farmers be able to breathe a little bit, for them to call me and say, you've given me the ability to, I can know that I'm passing down something to the next generation. That's a really big deal for me. So yeah, I love what I do. That to me has been the biggest difference in, and again, you know, here I am talking to you and and interviewing you and getting your information, but I, I would be remiss if I didn't tell my own stories, right? Cause I can do whatever I want. Cause I'm the one running the show. So I'm, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my story. So that to me was absolutely huge. It's not about selling products or having a big business or any of that stuff. What it's about is helping people. And I never experienced that when I was at the co-op in retail, when I was a district sales manager for, you know, one or two or three different seed brands, I never had those people come to me and almost with tears in their eyes and be like, man, I, I couldn't have done this without you. Um, we've got a, a, a grower. I mentioned him a lot, did some podcasts early on from Western Pennsylvania and, yeah. you know, Rod got information from them. You know, they, they sent a message like, look, we, we thought we were going to have to close up shop and they just had a little girl. Actually, she just celebrated her third birthday. I believe it is. And, you know, they're like, look, we get to pass down the farm to my daughter. Now they're expecting 
um, another little boy. But, you know, Sam, Sam's been on a ton. Sam's story is unbelievable. You know, Sam in North Central Iowa. And it's the same thing. It's like I was freaking out because I I thought I was, you know, I'm sixth generation farmer and I thought it was going to end with me. And these, you know, the stories just like you're telling about your dad, you know, finally going to do some row crop and and has the confidence and and the knowledge and the understanding to to feel good about that stuff, to make these changes. I never heard this stuff working at the co-op, yeah. selling a bag of seed. And this is truly more than just selling something. So as we kind of wrap this conversation up, I, I always say, as we put a bow on this thing, what advice would you give to the person, you know, the, the guy or the girl that's listening to this podcast and said, you know what, I, I've followed these people. It's a better way to farm team for years. And I just, I've, I've never done this, but man, I'm, I'm hearing Andrew's story and it's really tugging at the heartstrings. I've, I've got to do something. What, what would you tell that person that's listening? Look, that you've got to take this to heart. Listen to what I'm saying. You, you've got to go out and do this. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the names we talk about at A Better Way to Farm, one of the people that we learned so much from, I never personally got to meet him, but it was Francis Childs. Mm-hmm. First guy to ever grow 400 bushel corn, still has the dry land record at 442. The lessons that we learned from him about, you know, you've got to have twice as much underground plant as you do above ground. Mm-hmm. So that, that teaches me you got to be, know what you're rooted in, right? Have strong roots. And he was always positive. You've got to be positive. But one of the lessons that I think we take away from Francis is you only get so many growing seasons. So start something new now. And that is what we learned. We didn't expect to lose Francis as early as we did. And I'm so thankful he started to make changes in his operation that we all got to learn from from his farming operation. So my advice is really, really simple. I started this when I was 18. I had a lot of people that thought I was crazy (laughs) that thought, why on earth would you're about to go to college? Why would you take this on? This is a waste of your time. It has been the most important decision I've made probably in my whole life. And I'm so thankful I did. So my advice is, listen, if you hear something that you think this is a better way to farm stuff might work on your farm. We'll try it on five acres. And then if it works, try more. If you might be interested in helping more growers have success on their farm, give us a call. Try it. Just try it. You will never regret trying something. You will regret not trying because then you'll never, ever know. Yep. Well said, my man. I love it. That's fantastic advice. I appreciate that. Thank you, Andrew, so much for the time today. It was great catching up with you. I'm super excited. We actually have ProAg program coming up. Uh, I think it's July 7th and 8th. So if you want to see Andrew, I'm sure you're going to be there. I know I'm going to be there. Rod's going to be there. Preston's going to be there. We're going to have a ton of people from the team there. Program's going to fill up fast. So get a hold of us somehow, uh, whether it's through the Facebook page, another social media page, uh, look us up, leave a comment, get us to that program, get yourself to that program to join us there. Uh, thank you again, man. And I look forward to seeing you in a couple weeks. Sounds good, Tyler. And thank you, everyone, for the love and support, not only on this podcast, but also on the Facebook page and other forms of social media. 
We hope that you enjoyed this episode on the Better Way to Farm podcast. And remember to like, subscribe, and even leave a review for us or even a comment so that we can improve these interviews and future content. And as always, we hope that you have a better day. A better way to farm.com. You're listening on the Verbal Crowd Network. Find more great shows at verbalcrowd.com.